act like there should be a miracle every three or four minutes. And the reality is, is that if you just live God life every day, you wouldn't need all these major miracles. You didn't have, if your life wasn't, look at your neighbor and say, if your life weren't so screwed up, everything would be a lot better. <laughs> Hello? You know, we want to get all spooky and get the angels to do the river dance in the driveway. Why don't you just live for God? Why don't we just live the Bible? Amen? <laughs> Man, you get me fired up now. Uh, hold, hold your Bible up in there and make a confession. Let's move. You say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. See, I choose to do what it says I can do. See, I've got an open mind. I have a teachable spirit from this moment forward. Say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Give somebody a high five. Tell them you're about to change your life. We're on the summer schedule, so if you want to, you know, guys, we're we're going to move tonight. You ready? You ready? I got a word for it, and it it can change your life. And and, uh, you know, open up your mind, receive, and apply this. But we're going right back to Galatians four, verse eight and nine. We've we've been here for a while talking about forces that form your future. Formerly, when you didn't know God, when you were slaves to those who, by nature, are not gods, but now that you know God, or rather, are known by God. How many glad that you know God? How many, how many glad that God knows you? You know, you, you didn't move and he lost your forwarding address, right? You're known by God. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He knows what challenges are facing you. And his plan is still to make you whole. His plan is still to prosper you. His plan is still to give you a hope and a future. God knows where you are. And, and he said, why is it that we keep turning back to those weak and miserable forces. Why do we keep going back to the stuff that messed us up in the first place? Now that we're known by God, now that we know God, why aren't we living like we know God? Read this later and get on down there, a few verses in it. And it says, you know, I'm praying and working this thing out for you, kind of like a mama who's given birth. I'm in travail for you until Christ be formed in you. Here's our, here's our goal, guys, that Christ is formed in us, that we would actually take on the the God life, the life as God has it, that Christ came to connect us to. Remember John 10.10, the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. God life, God life, God life, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more blessed than cursed, more up than down, more good than bad. It's not the absence of death. It's the commitment is greater to life than it is to death. It's not the absence of sorrow. It's just our commitment to joy is greater. So when sorrow shows up, we produce more joy than they could possibly get sorrow in the room. Hello? You're the tree. You make the tree, you, you make the tree healthy. The fruit's going to be healthy. I think it's kind of interesting that uh, guys, you know, and, and we're, we're, all, we're all crazy. Come on now. We're, we're all a little bit, you know, well, what was that? You know, God said, you don't even think right. Think like I think, right? God even pointed that out. Here's the deal. You know, it's like, well, I, I don't think God wants us to prosper. You know the guy that says that? The guy that's in a financial situation. What a stupid time to start saying, I, I don't believe the Bible. You know, it's dumb when you're sick to say, I don't really believe in healing. Because if healing were real, why am I sick? Because you're stupid. 
Well, you know, just using those words in the message, right? Those scriptures that Todd brought out before. Uh, you know, you're, you're, I, hope, I hope that your marriage never faces a challenge because all of a sudden you won't believe in marriage. Guys, this is when God life really kicks in. Is, 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 is when the stuff shows up. You know, the, there, there's a promise. You know those little bread box things that you can go to the Bible bookstore and you get and you pull one out and you read it and you go, oh, isn't that cool? That's a neat little verse, you know. Uh, in this world, there should be tribulation. It's going to rain, Right? Right? Yeah, it's going to rain. What, what a lot of us do is we, we, we read that, that half a verse, and we go, well, this sucks. But be of good cheer. I've overcome it. Right? Finish, finish, finish the verse. How about finish the chapter of your life? Just because you've been knocked down does not mean you should stay down. Right? You have the right at any moment to get up and finish the chapter. Start a new one. Move on. You, you know, quit making excuses. We've talked about this, the forces that form our future. Quit making excuses and, and trying to bring, you know, your experience, uh, you know, is going to determine your belief. You're not bringing your faith down to the level of your experience. You want to pull your experience up to the level of your faith. Right? Well, I'm going through a hard time, so I guess God don't answer prayer. That's stupid. Now, I'm going through a hard time. Thank God he hears me when I cry. Because I got, I got Bible to stand on there. In my distress, David said, I called upon the Lord, and he answered me. You know, it's easy to pray when everybody likes you. Just thank you, Jesus. Everybody's throwing money at me. I got so much stuff, I don't know what to do with it. Thank you a lot. It's the hard days. When God life really kicks in. When you can't find anybody to be nice to you. You, you don't make excuses for feeling down for yourself. You've got you to be bigger than that. You've got to get your big boy pants on and start walking like a believer. Move away from the shallow end of the pool. You're going to hurt yourself down there. Right? Some of you guys, you're diving in. It's only three feet deep. Be careful. Get down it. You know, take the floaties off. Head to the deep end. And realize that you have an insanely awesome life that God is opening up in front of you. Right? You don't, you don't live God life out of you know, disappointment and hurt and offense. You've got, you got to get beyond that. You've you, you got to realize that I, I can't just hang out where I am. I've got to go where God's called me. I've got to develop, I gotta develop myself. Because if I leave myself to myself... We're done already. Look at your neighbor and say, you're done. Look at this, Proverbs 11:24. I think it's kind of funny. I was listening to Todd talk, and I was thinking about my scriptures for tonight, and I thought, this would be kind of funny. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Are we going to talk about money all night? Maybe. Look at verse 24. There's one who scatters, yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Take this, you know, get out of the finance realm. 
There is one who gives of himself. But yet, he gets more and more. And there's one who makes everything about himself. But that leads to poverty. There's one who waters. He gets watered himself. You know, tonight I want to talk about the force of small. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, the force of small. Look at this in the message. Look at this in the message. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying that we begin to get so big in the way we think, in the way we see, in the way we live, that our life would be big, that our future would be big, that, that our hope would be big, that when it comes time for free market, we n- blow their mind. We just take everything we got and, you know, be a blessing, that we get big, that we refuse to stay small. You know, when smallness gets into your heart, when it, when it gets in your spirit, and it, you, you begin to be ruled by smallness, you look at your situation, and, and all you see is, you know, disappointments and hurts and, uh, you know, shortcomings and failures. You're bigger than that. You've got to be bigger than that. Been a couple of places lately where I thought, I, I want to be really cool, you know, like the boys take my phone and take a picture, you know, like in Nepal, they, they have, they had these fires where they were doing human uh, cremation. You can't be buried in Nepal. You have to be cremated in public and it, on a river. And, and it looked really interesting. So I thought I'll take a picture with my cell phone. I can post it, you know, to Facebook or something. And I'll hold my picture up there and, and, uh, and I'll hold it out. You know, you know how the boys do it, and they hold it out, and they, they get a picture, and then there's this big bonfire in the back and all of this stuff. And, and, and I got my picture out there, and, I, and I'd take a picture, and, and then we'd walk down the road, and I'd see something else. Oh, I'd look good in front of that, and I'd take the picture. And when I got back to the room at night, and I'm looking at my pictures, you couldn't see any of that stuff. It was so cool. You know, I don't know if, if my arm's just not long enough or what, but all you can see is like half of my head. It just filled the frame. You know, and it looked good, but not, not good enough to post, you know. <laughs> I think what happens with a lot of us is that in the frame of our world, it's all us. And you don't realize that when it's all you, is. Not that you're big, is that you're so small. Is that you're so small that it's all you. And you can't see the bigness, the greatness, the, 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 the expanse that's right there available to us. The life that God has for us is so much bigger and it's so important, it's so vital that we think bigger. Because the way you think, determines what you see, and the way you see determines the way you live. And if you're thinking, if your thoughts are just all about you, and, I, you know, it's all about me, and this is, you know, and I'm not happy, and I'm upset, and I'm, a, you're so small. you got to be bigger than that. Because the life that God has for you, I guarantee you, it's a big, wide-open life. Look at somebody and say, your, your life is big. I was talking to Shelby about this earlier, and she told me to be really careful because it is not her goal to get larger. 
I'm like, yeah, but we gotta get we gotta get bigger. We got we, you know we we got we we gotta increase our mind. We gotta increase our vision. We gotta increase our passion. You you gotta look at yourself and say, you know what, the way I'm living has me where I'm at, but. But the life God's called me to is going to demand some changes on my part. Not changes on everybody else's part. Changes on my part. I need to get bigger. Because smallness will choke me out. And I'll end up living depressed and broken. There's a story, and, and uh, most of us, you know, you, you can remember it. Uh, and, and it was with Elisha. And remember his servant? And they, 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 they were out... You know, and the servant, they, you know, this army comes up against them. And, and it's not just them that surrounded it. The Bible says that the, the army had surrounded the entire city. And, you know, the servant goes out and, you know, I don't know what he's doing. He goes outside, you know, to the campfire to get his coffee in the morning. And he sees all of these guys and, and he comes running back in. And, and he says, to, you know, to Elisha, crud. You know, we're, we're in deep yogurt. Matter of fact, we, we've got it. Look at this in Second Kings. Second Kings. Elisha answers, don't fear. For those who are with us are more. You know, I think some of us, we look at life and we look at our situation and fear grips us. Because we, we, we suddenly see everything that's opposing our dream, everything that's standing in our way, everything that's against us. But look at the next verse. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And the Lord opened his eyes and he saw and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire. And he realized, you know, Finally, I can see it. There's more for us than against us. You know, tonight, you know, it's really a simple message, but I've done some really deep ones, and you guys went out of here and didn't apply it either, so I'll just go simple. You got to open your eyes and look at the stuff in your life that you're allowing yourself to live so small. You know, if you think about the challenge that God has for us, agree with each other, love one another, be deep-spirited friends, are you telling me you're not big enough to do that? We gotta be, you know, we we gotta be bigger. Yeah, but you know what that guy over there said to me? Who cares? I mean, who gives a flying rip? Some of the stuff that trips us up. So small. Open our eyes, God. Show us how small we're living. There's a force that will form your future. And your future, according to King James, is going to suck it. If you don't get over being small. You've got, you got to get bigger than that. Open our eyes, God. Show us that you're on our side. That we've got more forces with us than we do against us. Help us, Lord. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, 11. In the message, I'm reading it because I love the verbiage that he uses. Go back and read it later. You know, read it in the New King James. Read it in the King James. Read it in the Amplified. Read it in everything you can. Listen to it in the message. It says, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. 
We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your life isn't small. You just live it in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly. Live expansively. Get, get bigger. You know, we live life so small sometimes. So small. God's plan is so big. Face a challenge and face, you, you know, a, a bill you weren't expecting or, or, or uh, you know, an economy that's not as powerful as we like. Start questioning, well, I don't know if God's really re- Oh, for crying out loud, get bigger than that. We don't, we don't respond to recession. The word recession, it means a response given to, to, or a response to a given report. We've got a different report. We're blessed coming in and blessed going out and the, uh, ahead, not beneath. You know, we're the headlight, not the taillight. Don't, don't the first time there's opposition, don't, don't cave in. That's so small. But you know how easy it is to live small? All you need is for one little thing to go against you. And all of a sudden, it, you, your day's ruined. It's because we're so small. You've got to be bigger than that. See, here's what I want to challenge you to do tonight. I want to challenge you to think bigger thoughts. Not buy a bigger house, get a bigger car. But think bigger thoughts. Quit thinking bad about people when you have the ability to think the best. Quit thinking about the arguments and the rumors and the, and the... No, do what the Bible says. You know, get over in Philippians 4 and he says, you know, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are of a good report? Just, pure, and lovely. You know, most of the Christians I know, they, they you do just the opposite. You know, if, if, there, if it's really juicy, if it can really hurt somebody, tell me that one. Yeah, give it to me. You know, we position ourselves so we can devour one another. You know, you, know, you, you got to ask your neighbor, to, you, know, you got a piece of flesh between your teeth there. Be careful. We think wrong. We think small. Think bigger. Think bigger. See bigger. Realize that God's bigger than your challenge. Realize that there's more going on in the world than your circumstance. Realize that there's more at stake than your personal victory. God wants you in victory. Hear me. You know if you hang around me, you're going to walk in victory. We'll drag you by the nap of your neck, kicking, screaming all the way. You're going to victory land. (laughs) God's plan is bigger than you and me. So we got to see bigger. we got to realize that what God's called us to impacts this region. What God's asking us to do is going to change lives on, on, on different continents. So quit living like, like your situation's it. So you gotta, you got to think bigger. you gotta, you got to see bigger. And you got to live bigger. Come out into the wide open, spacious life. Some of the stuff that's kept you awake at night and some of the stuff that's driven you crazy. Walk away from it. Just walk away. 
There, there are just some things that just drive me crazy. The other day I got in the car and I had to, I had to drive to Yakima and hook up with a couple of pastors and I'm helping them with, work on some stuff and they've got to bring some stuff. And, and I'm listening to them and, 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 uh, and, they, and they've got some challenges, you know, and, and they're just sharing. You know, when pastors get together, they just kind of vomit out all their crap. And I'm just thinking, this is not what I needed to hear today. I need somebody to look at me and say, let's go for the kingdom, yo. And, yeah, sitting there in the middle of that, and I just stopped him. I said, you know, guys, and not, not because I'm better, because, you know, I was so tempted to participate and show them I could outdo their story. <laughs> all I, I mean, seriously, they start talking. I'm thinking, yeah, let me share one. I got one. You know, and then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So small. So small. God's called us to change lives, to reach people who are in the, you know, in the jaws of hell. We're rescuing people from the jaws of hell. And we're going to be upset because somebody else is upset because they don't like what we did. And they might, they might go down to the other guy's church. Let them go. Let's walk away from that. Let's connect to, to a bigger world, to a bigger picture, to a bigger life. See, you've you got to think bigger. You've got to see bigger. You better live bigger. Because smallness will form your future. And if you let small form your future, well, it only makes sense. You just got a little tiny future. So you got to think big. You got to see big. You got to live big. Amen? Close your book. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you tonight that you're going to challenge us. Some of us, even when we go to bed tonight, Father, I pray for them that you just keep them awake. Help us recognize the areas where our thinking is just so small, where, where it's wrong. Help us think bigger. Help us see a bigger picture, Lord. Help us embrace a bigger life. Because, God, we want to be used by you. We, we, we don't want to make a dent. We want to rip a hole. In, in, the, in the walls that the, that the enemies tried to erect to separate us from the community that you've called us to reach. Father, we just thank you that you're going to use us in ways that are so much bigger than we've ever even dreamed of. Thank you, Lord, for loving us where we are, but too much to leave us there. Tonight, as we get ready to leave, we're, we're all going to pray a prayer together, but if you're here tonight and say, you know what? I think maybe one reason my life has been small is because I don't have a big God in it.